I went to Ikea today. Okay. Nice. It was very, <laughs> very oh. busy. I only went because I was passing it. And um, yeah, I got a little um, table for when you're in bed and you were too lazy. So you put stuff on it. A nightstand. <laughs> yeah, but on the bed. A, a bed. The what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> a, a bed table. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Are you sure it wasn't meant for the floor and you've just put it on your bed? No, it's actually a tray with legs. A tray with legs. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I do as well. Yeah, table. That, like that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, like like one of those, but it goes over your lap while you're laying mm. down, sort of thing. Is this to go with your bed that you have the remote for, so you can make the back go up and down? <laughs> I don't live in a hospital, <laughs> although that would be good. <laughs> Mine just is heart shaped and vibrates. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> I, know, I have found that as well. <laughs> it's so I can I see myself off. in the big mirror on the ceiling. <laughs> I've learned too much about you people today. <laughs> oh, anyway, should we start recording? probably can't even get us out of this cave. Looks like we're gonna have to find a way out of here. Excuse me? Are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And all of a sudden you're walking out on me? I don't think so. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We... Hi and welcome to Bloody Good Screen Movie Club, the movie podcast that delves into the world of cinema and finds the ultimate Bloody Good Screens. I'm your host, Mark Goddard, and joining me on my journey through film are three film-loving co-hosts. First up, from Groovy Movie Reviews, looking for a whole new world, Chloe Davis. Hello. He is our podcast equivalent to Diamond in the Rough. It's Nar Whitlock. Yeah, lol. Thank you. And he- <laughs> And he has his own cave of wonders where the bodies are hidden. It's Marcus Wallace. How diddly. How are you guys all doing? It's episode technically three, but it's technically episode four if we include the last episode. But um, we are going on to... Inadvertently, this month is musical month. I didn't realise how musical next week's musical actually is. So, (laughs) yes, it is the month of musicals here on Blade Good Screen. We are jumping into the world of musicals, starting with this week's episode, Aladdin, picked by our very own Nile Whitlock. Whoop, whoop. So I'll, but I'll start the episode, as I always start these episodes, to try and find out what are our own bloody good screens. So this week, I have asked the team to pick their top three Disney musicals, as we are doing Aladdin, one of the uh, main big classics from back in the musical Disney era. So mine would be Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. But I want to know what your guys' picks are. So I'm going to start with Niall, as you did pick the film this week. What is your bloody good screens for Disney movies? Okay, I don't think there's any surprise here, but number one, it's only bloody Mulan. Ooh. Okay. And then number two, Aladdin. 
And then number three might surprise you. It's mm. Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Those films are good. Hmm. Underrated. Okay. Brilliant choices. Clary, what are your three bloody good Disney screens? This was kind of hard because I don't feel like I've watched them as much since I was younger. This is very much my like VHS era watching. So I've picked Aladdin um, and a newer one I love, Moana, um, which actually is the same directors as Aladdin. And I also picked Seriously? Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, and, and The Little Mermaid as well, I also picked. I do remember also really like the second one of that. Um, I know everyone shits on like the sequels to the animated musicals, but I quite enjoyed The Little Mermaid too. Um, I can't I, remember I any kind of... of the other Little Mermaid films. Really? Oh, Is it the time travel one? I, I can't remember. Um, all I remember is like, I can remember like bits of the visuals and that's kind of it. But um, yeah, I also really like the Aristocats. That's one that people don't really talk about much, but <gasps> that one was a banger. <laughs> Despite the racial classic. stereotypes in it. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We'll, we'll I, forgot. Stereotypes later. <laughs> I forgot about well, the Aristocats. That used to be my so favorite as a kid. Yeah. I love that one. I imagine it's really creepy now. Probably. <laughs> it was, I remember it being such a dark film. Yeah. That's probably why I like it. <laughs> I might watch that tonight now. I, so I used to like Song of the South before I found out how extremely racist it was. Which one? <laughs> Song of the South. Song of the South. That is really racist. That is really racist. Oh, Never Disney. heard of that one. I love it. No, Zippity Doo Dah, Zippity Day. No, I don't think I've seen it. No. Yeah. I am so old, that's probably why. And Marcus, <laughs> what are your three bloody good Disney screens? Now, I tried to pick the ones that I remember being the most musical. Um, and this isn't in any particular order, but we've got The Lion King, first one. Good choice. The Aristocats, uh, and The Jungle Book. Ooh. Oh, The Jungle Very Book. Cool. I forgot about that. There's so mm-hmm. many. That is Disney, isn't it? Before I. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it's Disney. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Just sat there thinking, hang on a second. Because <laughs> I was going to so, pick the BFG, but then I realised it's not Disney. So, Oh, is that what you put the Aristocats in instead of? No, that was... Um, oh, what did I pick? I picked Summer Castle. I can't even remember what I picked now, but I changed it. Yeah, before it before we came, before you guys came on, um, Marcus changed his list. Oh. But then he also got a earful of the other Aladdin films. It was me. the uh, it was Hercules, by the way. Just remember. It was Hercules. Okay. Yeah. Hercules is good, though. Yeah, it's difficult. It's really difficult. There's loads that. of good ones. Then I like Tarzan as well, but it's mostly a, a Phil Collins concert. Yeah, Phil Collins songs in that <laughs> film were yeah. really good. Although, what? Because I wasn't yeah, really put Tarzan on here, but then I was like, it's not really a musical. Yeah. But that was my yeah. first film I went to see at the cinema, so it holds a special place really? in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Apparently I cried, but yeah, I love it. My whenever it's on, my dad is like, "Oh, that's your first film." <laughs> that it's is a sad like two, film, though. It's almost it's like good. two worlds, one family. <laughs> yeah, very good. It also, it also makes me feel extremely fucking old. <laughs> that's because Mark, you are. I am <laughs> seventy-eight years old or young, should I say? Almost. He's very close, Marcus. <gasps> Do you know, what? I don't remember what my first movie was at the cinema, so. Was this? Um... Watching, there, there was an old film called. Uh, it was a Prince Valiant movie. I don't even know what year, what year that was out. I had to go. I had to look at the date based that. But I remember to seeing be fair, times. So. You had bigger things on. I mean, like the war was on at that time, and you yeah, had some other yeah. stuff uh, going on. First World War, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hence why, you know, I'm saying let's do Nosferatu for an episode. I remember it. Just clear as day. A <laughs> hundred years on. Anyway. <laughs> Mark was actually there doing reviews at the time. Oh, He's watching the live action scenes. I was. Yeah. Right, isn't it? Betamax, that's what it was on. <laughs> I don't think they had Betamax a hundred oh, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm old enough to know what Betamax is, so there you go, it's even worse. Anyway, so let's jump onto our magic carpet. <laughs> and don't you dare close your eyes, people, as we're going to jump into 90s Disney classic Aladdin. Now, this is your pick this week. So, why did you pick Aladdin? Because it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> good enough reason. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's just one of those big 90s Disney films, isn't it? I mean, it's like the biggest one. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say it. That is what she said. I'm so, hey! <laughs> well, not for yours, because yours is in the Guinness Book of World Records, but. Go <laughs> <laughs> no searching. See what you find. You would have to search, yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I actually was inspiration for Where's Wally? <laughs> You're the Wally? No, because you have to find it, don't you? And you have it out in a crowd. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I just think there's so many beach days in there. <laughs> but, why is, but, but why is it stripy? Yeah, we don't talk about that, but <laughs> we had to make it kid friendly, didn't we? So we changed the name, put some glasses on, and there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, a great reason why, yeah, she picked it. Right. So, a warning from the start putting a screen is a review podcast. We cover films in spoilerific detail. So, if you haven't seen this extremely old movie, which you should have seen by now, then God knows how you haven't seen this movie before. Pause this, go and watch it, come back and listen to the podcast. You've been warned we will spoil major parts of the plot. So, what did you guys think of this one altogether? So start from... No, you were, you were about to explain why you picked it and why you like it. So carry on. It's big 90s one. Before we end up with penises. <laughs> <laughs> the songs are amazing. It's got uh, Robin Williams in it. And it, basically, I don't think they wrote any of his lines down. I think he just winged it because it's a weird... Do you know what it is? It's a weird insight at pop culture at that time. Despite the fact that it's based in, you know, some Arabian city somewhere, it's very American, <laughs> which is bizarre, really. Um, also, I do want to talk about one thing before we get into this. Um, the warning at the beginning about the depiction of, you know, the characters. Oh, yeah. Um did sort of feel like I was just about to watch Django Unchained after that. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What am I, what did I click? <laughs> that is a question I was actually going to ask later on. Actually, I'll, I'll push it forward now. So how, how do you think this film has kind of um, holds up compared to when it was released? Because again, you do get the, the big I think warning this film is racist. Yeah. I think out of all the Disney films they've done, this is probably the least offensive one that they probably ever made. Yeah, it's got, you know, 
I don't know how to say this, but you know, <laughs> people are coloured in a different shade to what they normally are with a pencil. Mm. That's it. <laughs> Is that it? No. <laughs> oh, Chloe, go on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't feel very qualified to speak on on how bad it was anyway, but looking into it, there was a lot of controversy even at the time from people such as, like, for, for example, Dr. Jack Shaheen, who was a professor of mass communications. He was very opposed to this film and he brought up a lot of issues within it. Like there were actually lyrics changed from in the soundtrack from when it was released in cinemas because there were certain mm. stereotypes within that song. The first line of Arabian Nights was about how they cut off people's ears and all that stuff. <laughs> um, nice. So it's, I mean, even there were criticisms about how Jasmine and Aladdin are lighter skinned than the villains and are kind of have more Western features than the villains. Um, and you'll notice as well, like you said, it's very American, but obviously the American voice actors are doing the kind of the heroes of the film. And yeah. then you've got the villains who are very heavily accented and they didn't hire a single Arab for that role <laughs> either. So it's very much a film made by white people with hev- heavy stereotypes in it. So I can very, like, I think the more you look into it, the more it's like, I can see how this is bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but then when you put it, you know, I mean, you can play Call of Duty where you can blow those people up and that hasn't got a single warning on it. I just found it very fucking strange. <laughs> I think Call of Duty isn't aimed at kids, though. <laughs> oh, it's I, Name a kid who hasn't played Call of Duty. I bet you can't <laughs> find a single fucking one. <laughs> no, but it's not meant for... I think with Disney as well, they're trying so... Because of their history, they're trying so hard now to sort of, like, rectify it, and they tried to do it in the remake as well, where they were trying to sort of make all these changes to update the story, and... Yeah. I mean, even with like Jasmine's character, they tried to update it, even though I don't think she actually needs updating. Um, but yeah, you can see now where they're trying to rectify those problems. But they had such a history of, like you, like we talked about the Aristocats, like everywhere in those films, no matter what Disney film you're watching, there's something in there <laughs> that's horrible. So I can I can see why they have those warnings now because people want to acknowledge that it was there, but you also can't ignore that it was there. It's so weird, though, isn't it? Because, like, these these films, obviously... I mean, they're obviously doing something right because it sort of clicked with children. Yeah, I think we I don't know where I'm going with this, but, like... <laughs> like I, you know if what I, I mean? Watched... <laughs> if I need one, I go for it. <laughs> when I watched as a kid, I wouldn't have thought about, like, how this was, dan- like, a dangerous stereotype to push. You know what I mean? Like, you don't understand, like... The repercussions because you're not really thinking mm. about that but in a way like obviously media shapes the way you think about things so you, you might not realize it at the time but you know as a kid you, d- you don't know who's gonna who is gonna offend yeah you know, we're, we're a group of white people talking about a film about arabian times that doesn't completely seem so offensive to us possibly me being old, I, I, I wouldn't even thought of anything like that. I'm, I'm older than all you guys, and to me, it's just a normal movie. But, um, you know, someone will say Chloe's more age group, a bit more attuned to more of that kind of stuff as well. But as a, as a four 
white people, we might not find it offensive, but somebody else might. It's like I'm not mentioned very briefly, like the Jimmy Carr joke. We're not Romanian, we're Roma Jews. We might not find it as offensive, but everybody else will. Like, you know, the traveling community will find that megly, megly bad. That was a horrendous joke to me. It it was a horrendous joke. He's done worse. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Did you did you see the uh, Pete joke about his dad burning to death in the nine eleven bombings? Mm. I can't remember his name. Pete is it Townend? Davidson? No. Uh, the American guy. Either way, that's the most tasteless joke Jimmy Carr's ever done. Mm. Uh, Pete Burns. It's still bad. I'm not going to say it's not bad. But he has done much worse. But as a thing, offence. So say you lot are teetering on like the really serious stuff, back to the jokey stuff, and keep yeah. going back and forth. <laughs> so it's weird then, because have they just put this warning in so it doesn't get cancel cultured, or however term we use for that now? Because I mean, it, it seems like canceled. something that would, <laughs> but I think Disney's too big to throw something like that out. But if it was on the BBC, it'd be gone, right? Yeah, I mean, there are episodes of things that have been removed off of various platforms. Like, I think there was an episode of Always Sunny where there was blackface involved that was removed. But I don't know. Mm. A lot. There's a lot of debate as to whether that's the right thing to do because yeah. Do we do we agree with that? Because I don't agree with like cancelling stuff, even if they're really bad. I don't agree with cat because that's. I mean, in in my eyes, that's basically like burning books. It's get it's pretending something didn't happen in the first place. Yeah, this is the this is the reason. Like a lot of people are like, "Why are you doing that?" Because it's not yeah. it's not going to take away the fact that it happened. And by keeping it around, you can kind of look back and see and learn what from attitudes it, were like. There are things now that we will probably look back at in ten years' time. And think that was horrendous. Why did we do that? <laughs> you know. The, the, so the trouble is, that, that though, if you put a warning on something like that, does that mean we're being treated as stupid? Do they think we don't know it's wrong, so they have to point it out, or are they pointing it out because they, they don't want us to point ours, it basically. out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think with yeah, we're not stupid, <laughs> but then my attitude is like to teach other people who aren't as you know, you're a bit more racist. They go, this, these, these views aren't right. <laughs> I just, I don't know how to take any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's weird. Because I've, I've seen so much, like, I've seen so much worse stuff in every aspect of, like, games and films and it's just, I just find which, it Which so I still strange. get really, yeah. yeah. I mean, South Park, in South Park in general, it's just like, it, it's I've been watching some of it recently, and I'm surprised they can get away with what they're doing still. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. That's why. That's exactly. that's how yeah. you get away with it. <laughs> if you're willing to bend, people will push on on it till you get rid of it. Mm. We've seen that with the BBC, like a whole mm. culture that is scared of you know that sort of thing. I, I find this all very strange, to be honest. So that came up, and I was like, yeah. It stayed with me quite a while, and I, yeah, I was sort of looking for things that maybe I wouldn't have noticed before. But hmm. sorry, can we just clarify? I... Uh, you mentioned yeah. a, a warning. 
where is this warning? Because right at I... the beginning. <laughs> That's the same. Did you did you watch did, did you watch it on Disney Plus? No, I have a DVD. Well, that's why you haven't seen it. Yet. Oh my god! Okay, I'm going to have no, to bring the warning over now. And <laughs> Disney, ring them. Marcus minute, hasn't seen the warning. They've been using those for years, and they're really old cartoons. <laughs> right. Oh, well, damn! From modern times. Modern times. There you go. So, a bit more light-hearted, should we go? <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on, a, on, a, on a quick note, though, um, I had a, on a previous um, interview I did was with uh, Mary Wilde, who is a Freudian cinephile. I uh, had a really great interview of her, but we had a longer conversation about censorship and cinema. Which, if you're interested in, in kind of listening to that kind of, sort of topic, I'd highly recommend listening to her views, um, especially when it comes to people like Roman Polanski and. And films like Rosemary Baby. And oh, she is way more qualified than so us. <laughs> she is way more qualified, yeah. She, she, uh, I think we'll let her deal with yeah. that and I'll just ignore however, it. <laughs> however, she did also like Climax, so take it as you will. What? Um, right. <laughs> what did you just say? She liked Climax. I thought that's what you said, but my brain couldn't <laughs> quite work. What? What? <laughs> yep. yep, it's the first time I've ever had to say on a, po- a podcast. I'm not a fan of that movie. <laughs> She's the only fan of that film. She must be. So first, I suppose, <laughs> really, it's when you've got to decide what's better, to spike your sangria with LSD or to have your heroin instead of an apple, as we spoke about earlier. If it, if it meant that I didn't have to watch Climax again, I'd do any I, of those things. I don't think you should do any <laughs> of those things. <laughs> None of, well, the apple's an all right one, but everything else is not not good. Well, anyway, my I point, <laughs> but going back to Aladdin, my point was, yeah. I, I didn't expect that stuff to happen. I just wanted to watch a film that I had watched when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. <sighs> okay. <laughs> On a side note, um, guys, I've just realised yeah. I made the joke about the heroin and apple thing, but I'm pretty sure we done that joke when it wasn't recording. So to anyone listening, it's probably yeah, that's why we're going to keep it in. But oh, we're just, gonna to, we're just going to have to go through that whole conversation again now, so everyone has context. <laughs> no, nah, leave it, leave it. <laughs> I mean, we've cultivated a culture of uh, Marcus sounding like a fucking weirdo, so I think we should just keep it up. <laughs> Not the brand, guys. Just yeah. randomly words coming up. <laughs> Squirrels and bears. It's like, what the fuck is he on about? It's like, I don't know, just leave him. <laughs> yeah, talking about that again. So, I don't know where we fucking are now. <laughs> well, I'm at Sorry, home. your thoughts on this movie? Uh, obvious issues aside, I still love this film. I think you can enjoy these kind of films, acknowledging everything wrong with them, and still enjoy the good stuff in it. Because otherwise you wouldn't enjoy anything from any any time in the past. Um but I think the songs are good. <clears throat> it has a flawed hero, which I think is always more interesting. Like Aladdin can be kind of stupid sometimes. And I like that. Um, Jasmine is probably my favorite Disney princess as well of the Moana. Um, and like I said earlier, the remake tried to update her. Apparently, I haven't seen the remake, but I know they added a song for her and they tried to make her more like, I don't know, girl boss or something. But <laughs> to be, you know... I don't think they needed to improve her. Like she was already quite independent, and just because her story ends with her finding love doesn't make her weaker. 
Like, I still think she's awesome. Um, I think then, she's pretty in charge the entire thing. Exactly. She's not going to yeah. do anything she, she doesn't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. She chose her husband. There's this idea that because her story involves love, that that makes her, you know, stupid princess. But, you know, no, she just wants to make her choices. Like, leave her alone. She's allowed to. Um, and then <laughs> there's this very narrow view of what a strong female character is. And that really annoys me. Um, and also, I just, I love Jeannie's freedom at the end. It makes me a little emotional. It's really fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's, I, I don't know why they needed, felt the need to make it into a live action film when it works so well in an animation because it's just so lively and cartoonish. Mm. And Same as Mulan, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, they don't need to do any of this. Like, The Lion King yeah. I, as well, like, a lot of the criticisms with that is, like, you can't make these creatures as expressive through realistic cgi as you can with animation because it's not Mm. meant to be realistic it's meant to you know express the story in the way the best way that it can and that's just why just oh i don't get it (laughs) anyway yeah my rant about disney live action is done now sorry carry on (laughs) i think the only kind of decent live action they did was cinderella Cinderella. and jungle book was all right as well I never watched any of them. I tried to watch Mulan. I gave it a chance and I made 15 (laughs) seconds in and she did like a somersault upside of a building and I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) No more. (laughs) The Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, what's going on? (laughs) But no, I completely agree with Chloe about the live action ones. It was just, that is needless. It's just, Uh, it must be just a cash grab. It must be. It is. It is. How about you, Marcus? What are your thoughts on the film? Um, yeah, no, it it's great. It's one of those Disney classics, which yeah, although yeah, you've got the stereotype ness of it all, which a lot of people don't like, understandably. If it's one of those films where I don't really feel like that. If you look at it as a separate thing of you know, this is the storyline we're trying to make. This is the the hero, the villain, etc. It is a good film, um, and and like we've mentioned at the end, Jasmine does get to pick her husband, so they're not they're not trying to heavily pin down on stereotypes of oh no, arranged marriage, she can't pick her husband. Like that's the point of the story to show that they've broken from that. Uh, so it does have some good bits. Um, I will add though, when you realise that Aladdin is introduced to the form at eighteen and Jasmine is fifteen, turning sixteen, it, it does Excuse make it a bit creepy. Me. All right, let's oh, not no. go down that road. Yeah, <laughs> so it's getting all a bit Game of Thronesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well her birthday i think by the time they get together at the end is what like she's a day away from 16 um but yeah that, yeah <laughs> it's not too bad. At that stage <laughs> Do you mean, right no we're not doing that's that. not too bad <laughs> i mean for a 16 year old boy that'd be fine <laughs> okay right anyway <laughs> moving on um yeah no it, I, I do like the film uh i didn't realize there was two other aladdins after this which is what me and i were talking about before you lot jumped on so I'm definitely and a TV show. And a yeah, TV... I was okay. explaining that as well. I have a lot of watching to do. That sounds weird. Um, Marcus doesn't even know that Iago, 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 Iago. Are you trying um, to spell becomes a goodie or... in the second one? Who? Nothing. Oh, the parrot. Yeah, the parrot. Oh, I love the parrot when he's like Jafar, and it's really great. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and when he becomes me. friends with the goodies, then it's like doubly good. <laughs> Actually, nice. I think Aladdin, the second one, might be my favourite out of the series. Oh, we're so I remember liking the second one. These. Yeah, the second one's really good. And then um, Liam Neeson's in the third one. There's a third one? 
Yeah, wow. Liam Neeson plays his dad. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Prince of Thieves, that's that, that one's good. There's does a does very, he have a particular set of skills? Yeah, he there's does. various phone calls where he's going to find people. His uh, <laughs> skill is turning people to gold, which if you haven't seen the third one, that won't make any sense. That sounds like the Midas touch. <laughs> that is. That's what the film is about. Oh my. Wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well history and history in year nine comes to haunt me. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah, the, did anyone else think that um Abu was uh, played by the voice actor of Donald Duck? Yeah, he did sound very similar. I've it Googled it be. and I can't see any correlation, but it does sound like Donald Duck. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Hmm. I'm not sure what monkeys sound like, but I don't think monkeys sound like that. What was that, sorry? <laughs> they might do. They might do. What would you say now? Well, I don't think monkeys sound like how a, how a boo sounded. Why don't you show us what you think monkeys sound like? I'd love to <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. fans. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am a monkey. There you go. That, that, sounds like, like um, that, was like, that was like the gorilla from George of the Jungle. Yeah, well, so you're not yeah. far off. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk like that. It's a well-known fact. So they're just very uh, high-class Britons. Yeah, Indeed. I live up a mountain, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally all I can think is the Madagascar monkeys, Phil, and whatever the other one's called. I can't. Oh, the posh monkeys. Yeah, the posh uh, monkeys. yeah, the gla- with the glasses. Yeah. They have glasses. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, casual British monkeys. Casual, <laughs> casual <laughs> British monkeys. <laughs> oh yeah, you know them. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the ones the PG Tips adverts, exactly. Oh, no, yeah. actually, going going on to that, it, do you actually get like natural uh, monkeys in Britain, or no? Do we not have anything <laughs> like that? No, I know. Obviously, we've got zoos where you can breed them, but there's not do a we... British monkey, no. is there? Did you actually just ask whether we have native monkeys? <laughs> I don't know. We might do somewhere in, like. Yeah, Dover. Dover's well known for its uh, <laughs> native monkey colony. Just They're everywhere. Flying around. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, it's not actually foxes that open your bins at night time. It's all the monkeys that come out from forests. <laughs> they just open yeah. them up. That's why they can open the bag so well, because they've got fingers. It's riddled with them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Spider monkeys, chimpanzees, gorillas, that the lot. Panther. <laughs> Panthers? Yeah, Panthers as well. And orangutans. They come out of the sewers at night time. <laughs> just roam around. Sounds like they're chilling to me. Right. Oh, <laughs> What's uh... <laughs> So obviously the film has got a lot of standout songs on this. What is your favourite song? Just one song, pick one. Starting with Nile. What's your favourite song in the, in the movie? Oh, don't do this to me. That's got to be a whole new world then, isn't it? Because that's the only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's Prince Ali. I like that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's cool. That's Pretty good one, tune. Yeah. yeah. Right, Clyde, your favourite song in this one? It might not be everyone's go-to, but I really love One Jump Ahead. I think it's kind well, of like the... Which when he's like, the main Aladdin one, the first one. He's like, yeah, stealing bread and shit, and he sings oh, that, and it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I do like that one as well. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And Marcus, your favourite song in the movie? To be fair, all three that you've mentioned are pretty good, but I'd have to go to Whole New World as well, just because, you know, it's one of those catchy ones. Everyone knows it. It comes on, and I, I, you don't know why, but you just start singing it to whoever's with you. 
and yeah, that's basically it. No one ever picked. No, no one picked a friend like me. No, I'm surprised. FIFA actually. That's no, no, good. no, no. It's because yeah, um, that's got a weird bit in the middle, isn't it? No. Um, talking about um, a friend like me, Robin Williams is kind of a main focus in this, but he hasn't actually in it as much as you think he is. Do you think that the film would be just as good without him in it, or no. would you think well uh, another actor, actor could have done this? Oh no, no. Like 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 you know like they replaced him with Paul Smith, and obviously because you know Robin Williams is yeah, it's, it's past, but like I said at Will the Smith beginning, did really bad. yeah. I I don't think they wrote any of his lines down. I reckon he literally he, uh, just ad-libbed the entire him, he, film. He basically did what he did. And we're born in Vietnam. It's just a stand-up routine. Yeah, it's just all improvised. I think. I, I don't know that, but I get the strong feeling that it was. I think a lot of his because the reason why he wasn't in the second and the third movie was, I think he wanted a lot more control over what he was was doing. Is he not in the second one? Yeah. No, he almost pulled out the first one. I believe. Oh, I thought he was in the second one. No. Was uh, did uh, no. Robin Williams pass away before the second one, or did he just not? No, no, no it was all in the nineties. Oh, fair enough, all of them. There you go. But yeah, that's the question. Would it be any better without him in it? But if you could pick one other actor of that of that era, who do you reckon could have kind of took, took on the same kind of role? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> You say about literally Sorry. anything. <laughs> no, to be fair, I disagree with that because Nicolas Cage wasn't wacky back then like he is now. <laughs> exactly. He was a serious actor back then. I don't know. Wasn't Vampire's <laughs> Kiss in the nineties? He could. Yeah, he could do yeah. wacky in the nineties. You know. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, the, oh, yeah, I, know I know exactly who. Uh, who's the guy that plays Willy Wonka in the first one? Like the original. Oh, um, I know who you mean. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Alan Wal- Wilder. Is that who it was? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yes. that's it. Yes. I knew the last that's name. Cool. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Jim Carrey, possibly. Yeah, maybe. No, it'd have to be Tom Hanks or someone like that, wouldn't it? Oh. Tom Hanks probably mm. could do it. Well, don't know. Back, back then, he was a bit more kind of out there with his performances. What do you think? We're just about to do Toy Story 1. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. He could have quite yeah, easily yeah. just been casting that. We are going extra long in this episode, so <laughs> I should wrap up this bit. Yeah. So, is this, guys, a bloody good screen? So start with now. You know there's an ultimate there as well, but is this a bloody good screen for you? Um, Probably not a bloody good one, but it is I don't know. Now am I just am I, I am I feeling bad for watching it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, that warning's flashing in his head. He's like, I still I really it? liked it. I liked all the songs, and I don't usually like songs. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, which is which is which is which is gonna be an, an interesting conversation next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yes. I yeah. What was the question? <laughs> is it a very good screen? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So there. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes to me. Also, bloody good, good, bloody good screen. Chloe, bloody good screen. It is, and I also just had a brainwave. 
of a point I wanted to make. So you were just saying who else could have played um, Genie. And mm. one of my things I wrote down is that the film kind of toes the line of a similar issue that Cat in the Hat had, where um, the kind of actor's comedic talents kind of almost stalls the plot and kind of overwhelms the film. I think it almost goes there. But then I thought, mm. Mike Myers could have played Genie. <laughs> oh, that you know would weird. He, he probably could have, actually. <laughs> yeah. Good shout. Very good shout. Oh, my God, Marcus, you could have had a Shrek Genie hybrid. <laughs> Imagine the memes. That would have been something else. <laughs> um, do you know? Yeah, imagine Marcus's erection. I do feel like that, just slightly that does a top. Oh, um, God, uh, I can literally just bonus. imagine the meme now. You rub the lamp and Shrek pops out. Oh hello oh, there! <laughs> I hate it already. And he changes uh, a boo into a donkey rather than a camel. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Marcus? Um, bloody good screen or not? No, yeah, bloody good screen. It's um, it's a good film. I I feel like this is one of those classics that even though it's so old it can still be watched and looked at as a oh yeah no that's enjoyable you don't look at it and think oh you can tell this is really old and outdated and you don't like it at least that's the way i feel cool 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 so bloody good screens all around so far so good each uh, each episode has been a bloody good screen so uh let's keep that trend going with next week's episode so this was so this was aladdin so next week on the podcast, we're sticking to our musical month. But coming back to 2021, when this film was released originally, so that is going to be the Netflix musical, bi- semi-biographical musical about a biographical musical. Um, we'll be going to be doing <laughs> Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> that was awful. Um, I loved it. Oh, it gets worse. We wait, wait, wait until you get to the next recording. It gets even worse. Um, but before we uh, get to this month's sponsor and to our goodbyes, I want to give a shout out to an upcoming event. So I have been very luckily invited along to a very special event at the Royal Albert Hall. You're a fucking so lardy perfect... dog. Where's our invite? I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> so, the Royal, so the Royal Albert Hall are going to be doing a, an amazing series of um, live cinema performances. So you'll be getting films like Superman, Titanic, and the epic Lord of the Rings with a huge Hello. live Philharmonic Orchestra playing while the film is playing. Um, I'm pretty sure I event. famously binned all those films, so I'm not, I'm not jealous. It's fine. How can you bend well, Lord even, of the Rings? Well, even, yeah, I hate Lord of the Rings. Never read it. It's fine. I will. <laughs> I would piss on your bed if you did that. What a thing to me. say. But then we start in. <laughs> <laughs> we start in this May and will be. Um, fuck you! You both put me off. So <laughs> I will be reviewing Lord of the Rings in May when it has its big event. Um, it's also going to be doing a series of other movies. So do head over to the Royal Albert Hall website. And click on the link in the description below, and you'll be able to see more information on these films. It does look amazing. I've done this before, and tickets range between £39 and £89. Uh, so do not miss out on this awesome event. Jesus Christ, how and close as... are the £89 ones sitting? Right up, right up there, Arsenal awesome, Swoman. <laughs> so, uh, as always, 
Thank you for our, to our sponsor, Bottomwell Book Club, for sponsoring this podcast, and us over at Bloody Goodreads. Uh, the UK's best horror and thriller book box service, bringing you the wonders of a haunted bookshop right to your door every month. You have two amazing boxes, the Four Guts box, which includes a brand new book, possibly second, uh, a possibly haunted second-hand book, and either a magazine or another indie title in there as well, as well as UK snacks, hot drinks, and a spooky surprise. So if you fancy just the books as well, you have got the Bare Bones box. So do head on over to Bonneville Book Club at createjoy.com and use the code BloodyGoodReads to get 10% off your first box. You can also follow us over at Twitter at BloodyGoodScreen, uh, Instagram at BloodyGoodReads, or on the Slasher app at BloodyGoodReads. If you are enjoying the show, please give us a five-star review over on Spotify and on, on iTunes now. It will help us get more eyes on the product and hopefully spread some more uh, podcast and joy out there as well. I have been your host, Mark Gullard, and I have been joined, as always, by my team of ragtag reviewers. So it's goodbye from me, goodbye from Chloe. Bye. Goodbye from Niall. Wait a minute. Wally was known for having a big wooden stick. I'm like Marcus. And then goodbye from Marcus. <laughs> Been sitting on that one for 43 minutes.